Welcome back to Yes, That Can't Be Good, a rewatch podcast of the sci fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. This is Doug with the credits for episode 83 of Yeah, That Can't Be Good, hashtag Eureka Reunion, GalaxyCon live virtual panel, August 14th, 2021. Eureka, the sci fi original series. Creators Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Original air dates July 2006 through July 16th, 2021. The panelists are Jamie Paglia, creator, Ed Quinn, Jordan Henson Danger, Sally Richardson Whitfield, Chris Gaucher, Neil Grayston, Deborah Ferentino, and Erica Shera. GalaxyCon is a privately owned company based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, that organizes comic book and anime conventions in the United States. Due to the pandemic, we are still recording remotely. Please excuse the audio quality. The answer is no. You're asking a question that isn't being asked. He's coming with me as a statement. Good morning, boys. Hey. Welcome back to a bonus episode of Yeah, That Can't Be Good. I'm Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Doug Gramley. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. So I looked back to see when the last time we recorded together, and it was way back in November 2020. No. Was it that long ago? Yeah, that was the comic book. We were already done with all the episodes. Okay. Uh, I may have done a couple of things, I think, over the summer for you. That's right. Yeah, you did a couple of recaps for Warehouse. Yeah, okay. Yes, wow, that's... so it was 2020? Yeah, November 2020. That was the last time we recorded anything. So on that same note, like, what do you do with a podcast after you recorded every episode and the webisodes and the comics? You know, it's like it's done. So then what do you do? It just sits there and it can sit there forever as long as I continue to pay for the site. So we're going to keep publishing anytime anything Eureka-ish comes up. Makes sense. So we talked about doing this episode even before the panel ran. We talked about it last week. Yeah. What I thought about doing was buying a couple of meet and greets so I could ask a question or two and use the audio for this episode, except that we were in Vermont for the weekend and there was zero service anywhere. Yeah. And even the Wi-Fi in our hotel was just awful. So it got to the point where I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to watch this. Even when we were texting on Sunday, by the time I read your text and answered, there was no service again. I would have to wait until I got two bars somewhere to reply. Well, I think you probably would have been a little upset had you paid for a pass because I think they got through three questions. True, true. No, not a pass to ask questions. Like, they have one-on-one meet and greets afterwards. Oh, okay. DC did one uh, during the pandemic with, oh, I'm going to pronounce his name wrong, Alamy Ballard from Sabrina. They're timed and they're really quick, but I thought maybe if I could get one question in and an answer, I would record it for the podcast, but I wasn't even sure I was going to be able to watch the actual panel because the service was so bad, so I didn't want to risk paying for a meet and greet and it not coming through, but yeah, they did only get through three questions. (laughs) That was the moderator's fault, though. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason why I typically don't watch these kind of panel things yeah and it's it's basically because of that you know there's so many people talking at once and um it's it's hard to get a hold on on you know the situation and especially when it's virtual it's like everyone's talking over each other and and it's like four people are talking to four different people at the same time so but yeah it was it was a little chaotic yeah it was But that was 90% moderator's fault. You don't ask a question to everybody. 
Yeah. You call on each person because then what happens is everybody sits there silently waiting for somebody else to answer. And then when right. they all realize somebody else isn't answering, they all talk at the same time. Yeah. But anyway, well, I was going to ask you what you thought of the panel as a whole. I, I got to say, if you told me that this was filmed or, you know, done 10 years ago. Yeah. I would have believed you. Oh, I know, huh? Oh, I mean, for, for people who, I mean, like, I haven't seen any of them since I watched the show, but they look exactly like they did when the show ended. I know, right? So for, for a show that's been off the air for almost 10 years, is it 10 years? I think so, yeah. They look really, really good. Yeah. You know, it was it was cool to see, you know, some of the people, I mean, there were, there were some that I would have liked to have seen yes. on there. But it's hard because the show had a lot of likable characters. So it's like, how do you pick and choose which ones you'd rather see? Exactly. It probably could have just been schedules. Some people couldn't make it or whatever. I'm sure it's not that everybody wasn't invited. You know, people have schedules and stuff. But I would have liked to seen all of them, but I'm glad we got as many as we did. Yeah. When Sally Richardson was talking about the tech talk and how she used to swear about it. Yeah. I definitely remember seeing outtakes or something. Probably one of those times I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole. But I definitely remember seeing outtakes of her doing exactly that. It seemed like exactly in the way she did it on the panel. She wasn't exaggerating that at all. No, they all seemed very um, like very genuine. Yeah. And they all seemed to get along very well. Yes. I think there was a question if you took any inspiration from any you know, actual scientists or anything like that. I I think I saw a lot of their personality in their character. Oh, yeah. Like Stark. Now, you know, I apologize because I don't know anybody's name. That's just who I am. (laughs) Um, Stark is Stark, right? How he came across in the panel was him to, to his character. I agree with you that Ed Quinn, the way he talks, maybe sounds like Nathan. I didn't mean that he was as snarky or as, I meant like his sarcasm, yes. his, his his tone, his yes. demeanor, which I I always enjoyed. I I like that aspect of his character. So oh yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so that's what I meant when I said that he was very very similar to his character, not the bad side of it. Yeah, there was one, but there was a part where he was talking about he and Colin Ferguson mispronouncing something for Sally Richardson, so she yep. would mispronounce it forever. And I'm trying to explain it the way I'm thinking it. In the show, obviously, their characters are enemies, kind of. Frenemies, yeah. Yeah, so even though it's not real, you don't expect them to be as friendly as they are. Yeah. So when he was telling the story about him and Colin Ferguson playing a joke on Sally, I liked that because it showed that they were friendlier than, and which of course they would be, but friends. There's another panel someday I'm going to have you watched. I think it was 2019 or something. It was a reunion. But there was a story that Ed Quinn and Colin Ferguson told about driving back to L.A. after season one. All of them owned junkie cars because it was the first season. They didn't know if they were going to have a second season. And he said they're driving back to L.A. in this 100-degree heat. Neither one of them had air conditioning. And they're following each other all the way back. And at some point, Colin Ferguson's car had a flat, and Ed Quinn's behind him, and he says all these tire bits are flying at him, and he has his windows open because it's 100 degrees. So they pull over to change his tire, and at that time, they heard that Eureka was picked up for season two. Okay. And they both stood there and said, we have to get new cars. (laughs) 
But it was such a cute story that even though you you know they're real people and they're not their characters, it's still fun to hear that they're really friends. Right. Not just actors that work together. They sounded like they were friends. Yeah. We're going to pause here quickly. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. Doug the Synopsis Guy here. If you are a fan of Eureka, it is very likely you are also a fan of Warehouse 13. And if you aren't, you should be. Please join Kim and Vicky over at the 13th Warehouse for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Warehouse 13. You can listen at the13thwarehouse.com or on Podbean. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse and on Facebook at 13th Warehouse. And we're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you at the warehouse. And we are back. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was it was cool to see the all of them, and I'm still I was still like blown away that how good everyone looked. I know, right? I mean, literally, they looked like they just stepped off the set from the last episode. I know. It's just you and me now, Zoe. We have to help each other. Okay. Just tell me one thing. Anything. When is Jenna's birthday? What? The date your daughter was born? You always were a clever girl. Primary narcissist with serious daddy issues, but clever. And you sound just like my old shrink. Because I'm perceptive. But anyone can tell how scared you are right now. You're not Allison. Deborah Fiorentino talked about the episode where she played Allison and Allison was playing her. That was one of your episodes. I remember we both definitely commented on how well they played each other. Yeah, there were a couple of episodes where you had people had to play somebody else. Yes. And I think that speaks to like how well they all knew each other and how comfortable they were with each other. Absolutely. That you could say, okay, now this episode you have to pretend that you're so-and-so and they could just do it. And some of them played the part even better than, you know, like an exaggerated part of the other person. And it always seem to to work out very well and I think that has a lot to do with their camaraderie or how comfortable they are with each other. Absolutely, yeah. But what I didn't realize, because we record the credits for the episode after we record the episode, it probably didn't occur to me. But they said Sally Richardson directed that episode. Yeah. Like uh, Deborah Ferrantino said, she had to direct herself being Beverly and being herself. That had to be crazy. Right. They also talked about Joe Morton knowing what all the science meant. And I, and I know we talked about that before in a couple episodes. He wanted to be sure that the science, even though it couldn't be done at the time, in theory, it could be done. Yeah. And I know that we talked about that and how he was a stickler for the science. And I just thought that was funny that Sally Richardson would ask him how to pronounce things, but she couldn't care less what they meant. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'd have to agree. I wouldn't care. I mean, I guess at some point it's just almost too overwhelming yeah have to understand everything right the question of who in history do you want to talk to i kind of don't believe it's actually a fan question because i hear it in every panel that's my theory anyway yeah it's almost like a an expected question but neil grayston's answer about how he wanted to talk to the person who first ate a lobster or made bread If you read his tweets, that's exactly how his mind worked. Yeah. That's probably exactly who he'd want to talk to. What made you come up with, what made you think to do that? (laughs) Or like he said, what made you think to eat a, what did he call it, an ocean bug? Yeah, an ocean bug. Yeah. Bug or something like that, yeah. Oh, I learned a couple things that I didn't know. One of them was, we knew Neil Grayson was the voice of Sarah. Yeah. Welcome. Okay, what's that? That was Sarah. Self-actuated residential automated habitat, Sarah for short. 
Fargo, is that you talking like a girl? But we didn't know that they were really trying to get Sarah Michelle Gellar yep. to do the voice, which, I mean, after hearing Fargo do it for five years, I can't picture it now. Yeah, it would, it would have been it would have been cool, and, and maybe they don't say anything, and they just kind of let us figure out who's the voice. Yes. But yeah. I can't envision it being another way. I think it's got to be Fargo's voice. I liked his impression again. It sounded very... Exact. Exact, yeah. Yeah. Even the inflections in her voice. Yeah, I was under the impression that, that maybe they did like some like manipulation to his voice, but it, it, it sounded like it, it was actually him, like he just you know did it himself. They did say that during the panel, although everybody was talking at once, but they did say that people think that it was manipulated, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was all him. I think they said they might have added an echo to it later, but the voice yep. itself was all him. But the Sarah M- Michelle Geller thing, Fargo actually has a line in the episode they were t- talking about where Carter says, Fargo, is that you talking in a girl's voice? Yeah. I think it's that episode, but Fargo actually has a line saying, I'm waiting for Sarah Michelle Geller's people to get back to me or something like that. Okay. I do remember that. Um, now, if we could do something about the voice. Sorry, it's temp audio. Just waiting to hear back from Sarah Michelle Geller's people. I don't even know how to respond to that. But the best part of the whole thing was the reunion talk. Yeah. And I hear that every day. Well, I I can't say hear it. I read it every day, like on our podcast Instagram. Yeah. And I told you this before. There's a whole community of Eureka pages and groups on Facebook, which we're not part of because of the podcast. Okay. But every day, well, especially more so because one of the administrators of one of the groups, the Cafe DM page, asked me to help him administrate because I think he was going away or something. So I'm seeing it more and more that um, anytime a new member joins, the first thing they say is, we need to have a reunion. Yeah. There needs to be a reunion. I mean, I read it on on Instagram daily, on Twitter daily, and in all, all of these group pages daily. And it's funny, during the pandemic, I've seen a million times, oh my God, I just found the show. Like they never heard of it before, but they found it during the pandemic. And again, the first thing, I can't believe it's over. I can't believe they canceled it. They need a reunion. Yeah. I've said a hundred times, I don't care if they come back with a Christmas episode. There's so much that they could build off of in today's, you know, today's world with all the things that have come about and, you know, like commercial space travel oh yeah there's so much it you know at the same time it's it's such like a weird climate that we're living in that's like you got to be careful now as to what poke fun of i don't know but it would it would be kind of cool i'm a fan of reunion shows reunion episodes i usually don't watch panels and then have people call that like a reunion oh yeah i'd rather see see a show and it sounded like they were all into it as well that, that they the cast that was was on was was very much interested in in a reunion so. right and the thing about it is is it wasn't a fan question the cast actually brought it up yeah because usually if it's a fan question then they all and i'm not saying these people i'm saying in most panels if it's a fan question you know they just pay lip service and say oh yeah we're in we're up for it anytime you know right. but it was them that brought it up yeah and Jamie Paglia even stopped them to ask if they would really be interested. 
Yeah. I mean, of course, it would take a while, and you got to allow for everybody's schedules and everything. But still, it was good to see that it's an option. Yeah. You know. For sure. And like I said, I don't care if they come back with a Christmas episode. As long as we get to see what everybody's doing and where everybody is. Yeah, I mean, they could make it like a miniseries, like, you know, a couple of episodes or even like a a short movie or something. Yeah. Would be cool. They're never late. Well, there's a first time for everything. So, what's going on? Well, Osborne is playing his music way down. Shut up. There is some very serious allegations leveled against Fargo, and I'm taking him in. And I need him here to work. So you're going to have to tell the good sheriff that this will have to wait. Don't the two of you ever get tired of bickering? Not really. Look, if Fargo has done something illegal, Carter has to take care of it. Thank you. Well, there's a surprise. What? You taking his side. I'm not taking anyone's side, maybe. Oh, please. So if anybody's wondering if there is interest in a reunion and aren't seeing all this stuff on the Eureka community pages and Instagram... Yes, there is. There's interest. You can never separate the personal from the professional. <laughs> like your problem with Carter is strictly professional. I hate the way he looks at you. Oh, I don't look at her. Oh, please. Like a shark-eyeing chum. Really? No, I mean, well, yes. I mean, you look good, yeah. But you, we got to stay on topic here. Am I supposed to ignore that Mayberry's hitting on my wife? You do realize I'm standing right here. So hashtag Eureka Reunion. <laughs> Go ahead. I know I'm the biggest geek in the world. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it out loud. I thought it felt like it was understood. But. So when I watched this panel on Saturday in the hotel room, there was something, and I don't know what it is, that reminded me of the episode that we recorded, um, the one that we argued for 17 minutes of whatever, a 20-minute episode. It was the one in the submarine, Feynman Day, and we were arguing about Team Jack or Team Allison. Do you remember that one? Yeah. And then actually we argued the whole rest of the week after we recorded. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I rewatched the panel, I have no idea what made me think of that, but I already pulled the clip, so I'm putting it in. Okay. Flashback flash to a previous episode. episode. So I just have to say one thing before I ask you what you think about this episode. Yeah. Okay, it was not all that long ago that Allison was terrorized by being trapped on a ship that prematurely launched, flying faster than light and heading for Titan. So who okay. thought it was a yeah. good idea? To trap her in a submarine that launches unexpectedly for a surprise romantic lunch. Did that not occur to anybody? Uh, okay, I, yeah, I didn't think of that. So I kind of throws a monkey wrench into my whole... No, go ahead. I have yeah. a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I have arguments for that too. Go ahead. What were you going to say? See, I have it in my notes right here. BS excuse. And now, back to the present. I am Team Jack on this. <laughs> <laughs> I figured as much. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think so. All right, well, thanks for doing this at this hour in the morning. Yeah, no problem. I'm awake, kind of. <laughs> I'm not the one who turned a perfectly pleasant dinner into a business proposal. And most yes. importantly, I didn't leave you for a job in D.C. And it always comes back to this. Wake me when it's over. <laughs> Reminds me of the last time we slept together. At least oh, you can remember it. You're an ass. Okay. All right, so then we'll see you for whatever comes next. Right, sounds good. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At Facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. 
And we're now also available on Google Play, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.